Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! To infinity and beyond the Call of Duty for a licensed video game to celebrate the launch of Lightyear in theaters, we look back at the underrated PS1 classic Toy Story 2. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue this week on the Retrograde Podcast. Welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. My name's Andrew Baskin, and with me as always is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Mikey Aaron Woody. Aaron Woody. Oh, that, that was delightful. I like that one Thanks a lot. very much. That was well, really good. Did you get the reference? Uh, no. Oh, uh, Woody. There, okay, listen, there's this great movie I got to tell you all okay. about. It's called Toy Story, and it came out around 19, late 90s, late 90s or so, 96, Mid-90s, maybe yeah. something like that, yeah, yeah. mid-90s. Yeah. Uh, and there's this character in it. I assume. He's so funny. Really? Oh, yeah, you wouldn't know it. I don't know yet. No, I don't know. His name is Woody, oh. and he's a little action figure oh. voiced by Tom Hanks. Whoa. Yes. Chet Hanks' father? Chet Hanks' father. Oh, my God. God. He's an actor? He's uh Chet? Yeah, of course. Oh no. Okay. I yeah, think yeah. he's a line of actors. No, okay, Chet, that's Chet, Chet Hanks isn't an actor. He's a he's a truth speaker. <laughs> Public figure. Public figure. Look, oh. uh we are we are uh uh on the verge just recently actually. Uh Lightyear came out uh, yes. hit hit theaters. The story based on the real man. Buzz Lightyear? Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad. Let's talk about this. Okay. This makes no sense to let's me. Let's pull a machine gun Kelly in his rap phase against Eminem and let's talk about this. Sure, I'll I'll believe you. Okay. As uh, is it so? Lightyear is a movie. Yeah. Both in the sense that is it is your, a movie. Your turn to tell me about a movie now. Yes, I'm going to tell you. Game. Yes, hundred percent. So okay. suppose there was something called Toy Story. Okay. I believe you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now we're talking about the real grit and grime here. We're talking about Lightyear, yes. which is a movie both for us, but also for the main titular character of Andy in the Toy Story universe. I can't believe I'm already having to think about how. Like, <laughs> do I got this right? So Andy would have seen Lightyear, uh-huh. uh, like the Star Wars of his time, sure. and gone, I need to buy a Buzz Lightyear, the titular character of Lightyear, right? I think. So that makes sense. That I actually get, and that's a very cool concept. Chris Evans' tweet, though, <laughs> when he was announced as the voice of Buzz Lightyear, confused me. Because he said yeah. that this was based on the real man. The real man. Buzz- it's not the toy. Like, he was so frustrated. It's the real man. Guys, it's not a toy. So does that mean that their quote-unquote Star Wars of the Toy Story universe was a real true story? Yeah, was that movie based off a person? Right. A real person. A real person that is Chris Evans as right. Lightyear. Yes. I Buzz hope so. Lightyear. I hope so. I hope so. I don't know. I don't think we're any closer to it, really. I don't think we're any closer to it, but you know what we can do to understand this universe a little bit better is okay. uh, play Toy Story 2 oh. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue, a game that I think was incredibly underrated, and a lot of people think was incredibly okay. underrated uh, uh, when it came out in the time in 1999. We'll talk about that that game specifically in a little bit. Is it about the toy? It's about the real person, Andrew. Oh, my Andrew. God. So, wait. Oh, my God. Well, you actually had, because I want to talk a little bit about Disney, a little bit about Pixar. Sure. We'll catch up on on the games that we were playing as well. Uh, before we get into the meat of the episode, I would like to say, as we've been saying at the beginning of every episode, there's a bit of a groundswell right now, and we appreciate all the support that everyone's been giving Boy, us. Boy, is there. Uh, a lot of support on Good Pods, where we've hit the top five in terms of video game podcasts on thank there. You. We've seen a lot more ratings and reviews come in, so also, we've been climbing you. up the video game charts on, on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Uh, I want to read some 
reviews. Look, people were nice enough to read us the reviews. We're always asking for people to do Absolutely. so. Let's give them a shout out. Okay. We got this one from Cal Spee. Five stars via Apple Podcasts. If you like classic video games, you'll love this. The guys are very funny. He probably means me. Uh, it's by far my favorite podcast about video games. You'll wow. love to hear it. You'll okay. love to hear it. There are a lot of great video game podcasts out there, but none quite like ours. No, <laughs> honestly, that is very true. <laughs> Not a lot like ours. Yeah. I. You know what I don't like is how many reviews mention Elliot and how funny he is. Yes. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, Elliot, what did I do for this? Elliot, the producer of our podcast, yeah. never Ooh. even on mic. Never has well, spoken a word. Well, actually, no, a couple guests. Yeah. A couple guest spots at the beginning of the yeah, retrograde. Yeah, then we made sure, to make, make sure they never spoke ever again. They never spoke uh but yeah thank you so much for the review and thank you so much for helping us climb the charts you know we got another great game this week another great game and another great topic andrew i know you love pixar i love pixar as well uh, toy story um just really you know we talked last week in the jurassic park episode about how much jurassic park changed our vision of dinosaurs and our movie going experiences yes. with its 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 longevity it's just a, it stands it holds the test stands the test of time brilliantly as does toy story because it's oh dealing with God. such here's 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 a box quote for you okay turns out uh-huh this year 1996 whatever i think it's earlier than that okay okay whatever yeah. turns out this year the most human movie oh. was about toys oh my god the, the most yeah, something about like how they don't have hearts, but it's heartfelt. Right. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Right. We're talking about the Republican Party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> the rise of Bill Clinton. Uh, yeah. So it's Toy Story is revolutionary in so many ways. Yes. It's just it's almost like it's a uh, like like a big bang in some way where it nothing existed like this before. Yes. And then all of a sudden it was like everyone had to do this. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, Pixar, a company that was independent at the time, started by Steve Jobs. And, like, it's just incredible what they did. You know what I mean? Pixar and, was started by Steve Jobs. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I was looking. He, he left was, Apple, and then he started Pixar, and a couple other things. And then Apple's like, hey, baby. Come back iPod to me, baby. <laughs> Let's go. iPod, iPod. <laughs> um, so another company he founded that got, you know, boosted from. And yes. then eventually Disney would buy, I think, in the early 2000s. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, we talk about, I, I, everyone's seen the bracket where it's like the best Disney movies and the best Pixar movies oh, yeah. uh, on, on either side. And then it comes at the, t usually it's like Lion King versus Toy Story or something yeah, at, some, the, at the end of it, like some version of that. Uh, but now it's just all one big bracket. It's yeah, it all is. the same. Yeah, it's or Marvel versus Star Wars versus Pixar versus Disney. And you're like, right. oh my God, no, no, it's, it's all, all Disney. Now. It's all the same It's thing. all Disney. Oh God, we're all um, going to die. Um, so I do want to talk a lot about Disney Pixar and our yep. experiences with it. It's hard not to. Can we take a little moment, though, to talk video games? Let's catch up on, on what we've been playing, because it's been a, a week to. or so since we've done so. I'm not sure, Andrew, do you have anything new in the pipeline that you, you want? Well, there's a new season of Fortnite, and every mm. time they change the map, I always get really excited. And then I start realizing there was a weird passage of time thing that happened where I was explaining to my player one that we'd the map had changed and I'm like, Oh, I want to see. And I was kind of like, I was placating her to go like, Hey, have you seen? Oh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Have but meanwhile, you're just playing. And I'm just kind of like, Oh, that's cool. She does not care. And also yes. cannot tell what has changed or why right. that would be important or anything right. like that. But this season, it seems to be about like summer fun and like rave and there's a lot of spray paint. And cool. so it's changed a lot. Whereas like the last couple were about like spies and evil bosses and stuff like that. So it's like they all left and people like squatters rights have like taken over. And it's actually a really cool idea. Oh, interesting. But I was thinking, how where I was thinking about like you know 15 maps ago or something like that and going like oh my god like I've been playing this game for a long, a long time. time and you start realizing that I've forgotten 
all these certain areas or something like that that I really loved uh-huh. and I'm never going to be able to revisit them again. And there was this weird sadness right? inside of me that was like, oh my God. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I've never felt anything like that before about video games. It's it's crazy. Well, I mean, how because many- Because most video games you can replay. Sorry, that's that's the sure, thing. Sure, sure. There's something new about these online maps and about you know the the evolving Battle Royale free-to-play kind of style game that right. is relatively new in the last five years. Where, where the current version is always updated. Exactly. And, and you can't go back to the older no, versions. No, it's not archived. Right. Like, I think it would be such a smart one to go like for this week only the first map i guarantee you they do that i like look world of warcraft did that blizzard did that with world of warcraft they brought back world of warcraft vanilla and everyone went back to play like the original version before any patches and this and that i can't wait for them to do that with overwatch oh you know they will yes and it will be the strangest experience original heroes the original uh like their original move sets reaper when he kills someone has to pick up their life orb in order to get their health instead of like leeching it with every shot uh mercy rezzing and entire fucking team in oh, one go S- symmetra having a completely different skill set whole entirely. different skill yeah. set uh um so we'll see hey we're we're uh on the other side of uh of the uh the big blizzard announcement so we know a lot more now about the the overwatch beta so i'll i'll be updating people yes. as we go with some of the updates there not quite this week because i want to spend my time uh my video okay. game time yeah, please. talking about something a little different what do you want to talk which about, is um i don't know if you heard you heard about this? <laughs> oh, oh, Jay's back. Wait, wait, I haven't heard about this, Jay. Uh, Elden Ring, you heard about this game? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh-oh. <laughs> people have people have been very vocal about my opinions on Elden Ring. Uh, You've be- been very vocal about your opinion, and then people have been vocal back about that opinion. Yeah, and I've said to those people, I don't care. It's my opinion. <laughs> and I, I scream it out into the ether in hopes that other people hear it and don't care. Okay. Sometimes they do. Yeah. Especially when it comes to Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> I've been... Bumping up against this game, as I've been mentioned, I don't need, I, as I've been mentioning, I don't need to reiterate that. Yep. You know, the, the amount of trouble that I've had with this game, how I think it's the hardest from soft game I've ever played in this and that. But not in a good way. Not in a good yeah. way. I'm totally okay with the difficult. I've beaten and played every other from soft game with the exception of Sekiro, which I did play and I just didn't enjoy, so I didn't finish. Now, I finally got to a point where I'm at, for listeners who know, Leyendel, uh, I'm, I'm at the the capital, right? Okay. And I'm, I'm making my way through. And it's at the point where minor enemies, if they hit me once, I'm dead. Wow. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is, and it's taking me hours to get from one checkpoint to another. Whereas like, it's typically supposed to flow a little bit more than that. And then I hit a boss and I'm like, what is going on? I managed to get my way through, playing for hours in this really annoying process mm-hmm. of, of just like like poking the Jenga block to seeing what what block is going to move and nothing's moving, so I just like raw dog it. I just I just brute force it. I think would have been a oh, you raw, know how you fuck the Jenga tower raw dog it, oh <laughs> raw my dog it. God, uh, so you didn't put on a condom before having sex with the Jenga set. I mean. I got, listen, I got as many kids as there are blocks in a Jenga tower now, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and finally, I'm I'm making my way down this, I find this this thing called the the shunning grounds, and, and I keep going lower, and it's every enemy is like, they breathe on me and I die, and I'm like, I'm, I'm so frustrated, I'm miserable, and then I get even farther, I'm running past some enemies, and I get to a boss, and I'm facing the boss, and like, I cannot take a sliver of health off this guy. And he he has these area of effect attacks that are wiping me out in one hit. And I'm like, something's wrong. I'm like, there's no way I'm good at these games. Yeah. I'm like, there's yeah, yeah. no way other people are having this experience. What is happening to me? I think it's important to note if you are new to this podcast because if you're a huge Lightyear fan or something like that, <laughs> uh, 
Mikey is like the number one from soft guy. Like for years, well before Elden Ring would yeah. come out, you would always talk about Dark Souls 2 and you'd talk about that's your favorite game of all time. And so it's a very interesting juxtaposition that you're now playing this game that everyone loves. And it makes me feel like a traitor. It makes me feel like I'm missing something and I hated it. And finally I'm like, okay, because I try not to read the strategy guides and this and that too early on. I like to have more of a blind playthrough as, as much as you can, given how big this game is and how in your face it is. I'm like, I'm going to allow myself to at least look up where I am, because I know the boss's name, I know how to like tr place where I am, and just recommended level. What is the boss's name? Uh, the the boss's name is uh, is sorry is, to put you on the spot. Is uh, Margit, I think. No, oh. no, not Margit. No, he's that's the first one. There's two. I I bring this up yes. only because every time you mention a name, a land, a boss. You could be, this could have been the most elaborate hoax of all time. So unlike Mikey, I've never played from soft from soft game. So every time you mention something, I'm like, man, this could all just be an elaborate hoax. And the you, I would never know the difference. You're like, this is the area of the shunned. And uh, it, it, I, that's what you said. And I'm like, yeah, but that also could be a joke. And I have it, no it, idea. It honestly sounds that way. I can't off the top of my head remember. Morgue? Jesus, I can't even remember his name now. Okay. Uh, but either way, I looked him up. Yeah. And uh, apparently I'm supposed to be level like 130 oh. to face him. It's like 120 to 150 or something. Yeah. And I'm level 60. Oh. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm completely off kilter here like i i don't know what it said it's it was basically like beat every boss in the game before you you face this guy oh and i think i've just been so focused on progress and yeah. like pushing the story forward which to be fair is what i want out of the game i don't want to constantly be gated uh but i'm like okay enough banging my head against the wall okay i'm either gonna keep doing this and give up on the game forever or go back and just roam the open world and try to find a way to enjoy it as i level up and I went back to an earlier point in the game where I remember when I got there, it was also very difficult. And it's like balanced exactly like I remember a Dark Souls ah. game being balanced. And I'm realizing that everyone who is telling me just give up and go somewhere else and, and level your character up organically was absolutely right. <laughs> I should have been doing this. I am head over heels in love with this game again. Oh, here we go. And and I'm so happy for it because yeah. I felt like I was on crazy pills. I'm like, there's there's no way. I didn't have to respect my character. Everything works. I just wasn't getting the results that I wanted because I was way farther into it. Absolutely. And I honestly think that my past history with Souls games, knowing that I can always push through because I'm never going to be so far away from where I'm supposed to be that it's impossible. Okay. Um, knowing that having that experience meant that i was always like no i'll push through i'll find a life finds a way life finds a way last like week. last week yeah um uh but now it's just like hey there's a new vocabulary in this game relearn it go away for a while like my parents used to always say to me <laughs> and come back when you're ready and uh and i'm doing that and it feels so much fucking better. you wanted to play basketball and somehow you ended up with the denver nuggets where you should really just be at the y a hundred percent yeah and it's like of course you're not gonna have fun when carmelo anthony's dunking on you nice he's not there still is he uh no no not for a while but <laughs> but you didn't mention a former nugget yes. Yeah, you, you you and Kiki Vandaway and uh, right. yeah, 100%. right. I had a nugget of knowledge of the NBA. You could have named back-to-back uh, -back MVP 
Nikola Jokic. Uh, starting center for the Denver Nuggets. I should have said Jokic. There you Fuck! go. Yeah, ruined everything. Episode over. No! Hope everyone had fun listening to the Retrograde no, Podcast. No, 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 not no, again. No, <laughs> no, no. Wake no. up, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Do I have my pants on? I do? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Can I tell you that is a thing that's happening to me? So I would have the only kind of, I don't dream very often. Yes. Um, You're not a dreamer. I'm not a dreamer. I look straight forward, not up. And, yes. uh, and uh, I, so I don't dream very often. And the only kind of nightmares I would have or, or panic, whatever I'd have sleeping is uh-huh. about work. Work. Yeah. Work oh, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. And, um, and when I would wake up, I would still feel like I'm slightly in the dream. Like I'd have to put, I have to center myself and figure out where I am. And the first thing I always do is go, well, I'm naked. And then I would have to have a moment of going, why would you be naked at work, Andrew? <laughs> and I have to like look at the door like, well, this is, a- oh, I'm in my bedroom. I'm that, in my bedroom. It's so funny that you say that. That feeling of dreaming and not being able to convince your body that you're awake yes. and that that was a dream sometimes lingers like hours into the day. Right. It's so weird. It's such a betrayal. Yes. Like you're really, like, are we on the same team? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You know, like I really got him good today. Like, what are we what? doing here? It's It started to affect me the weirdest example I have of it. Okay. It's like I used to always have, like when I was a kid, I used to have dreams of, of, of going to the, like needing to go to the bathroom really hard. Okay, yeah. And then I would go to the bathroom and that's when I'd wet the bed. Oh, okay. Did and, you wet the bed as a kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why I'm a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I wet the bed a ton as a kid. Uh, and as an adult. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all yeah. the time. No. Um, but There's I, one good story. I have that feeling. Yeah, there is one good story from a, from a, uh, it doesn't even involve that much alcohol, which is such a shame. Usually you have that as an excuse. It's like, no, I'm just a little boy. Um <laughs> Welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, hosted by two little boys. <laughs> that can't hold their pee-pee. <laughs> no, we can't. Um, the the feeling I always have is in real life sometimes, I'm yeah. going to the bathroom and I start peeing and I panic because I'm like, oh wait, fuck, am I dreaming right, right. now? Yes. I, that, you've taught yourself that that reaction yes, is negative. Yes. Oh, that's too bad. Because the feeling of a good pee sometimes, it's it's the best great. feeling. I world. love that feeling. Yeah. Almost as good as playing uh, your favorite uh, video games based on Disney Pixar movies sometimes. I would love to do that. The same way that I can't wait to turn to 70 years old so I can work out at the Y, be really comfortable being nude all the time. <laughs> yes. And also being the guy that, see, this is the thing. If you're a female listener, the guy, this old guy, hasn't worn a stitch clothing in 20 minutes, walking right. around, uh, uh, hair drying his his genitals. Yes. And then would get to the bathroom and have the loudest reaction to peeing of all time. Just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And on the wall, and you're like, okay, I can't wait to be that old. Um, sorry, yes, Disney Pixar films. Disney Pixar films and, uh, games. Uh, and games. Let's kind of wrap it all up in into one thing. Mm-hmm. And I do want to give a, a quick shout out as well. Uh, Nick Tifero94 on okay. Twitter forever ago yeah. requested that we do this game. Oh, really? Uh, and uh, and okay. I, I know why, because it is a game that holds a soft spot or, or, or a big spot for a lot of people. Anyone who's played this soft game, spot in his head or what? He's Listen, he, he. I mean, I'd say don't insult him, but I don't think he'd even understand that we're talking about. <laughs> Thanks for the suggestion, Nick. <laughs> you know what he said? What? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Scratched his head. I'm like, careful, careful. careful. <laughs> Not that spot. Not that spot. Okay. He's a large baby. Um, let's talk about some of our favorite, uh, uh, you know, I'd say Disney and Pixar games, but Pixar doesn't have a ton of great no. games. I know this is one exception that, that we're dealing with now, but do you have any Disney games off the top of your head that, uh, I say that because they're both based on children's movies, yeah. essentially? Or yeah, well, of- like, there's an era of video games that we, so we did Aladdin on, uh-huh. on the podcast. Early, it, early, early. It was absolutely one of my favorite games. It's fantastic. It, it, 
was great when we back, went back to play it again. Uh, it was so good. And Lion King is also very similar. And I know mm. those movies came out very, you know, close in time, but man, they're both really, really good. Very good. Uh, uh, the game, actually, Lion King, is a game that we haven't done on this podcast no. yet, but is also notoriously well received. Um, when Lion King Simba's Revenge comes out or something Simba's like that. Simba's Revenge, yeah. Like, yeah. I want to play as Scar. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Call of Duty lets you play as the Nazis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I want that, but with Scar. Yeah. I, I want- just want to be like, like manipulating young children <laughs> yeah, more than I typically do in my day-to-day. It'd be a good like telltale game. Oh, right, yeah. just like yeah, you just like you're like your father never trusted you, you know, like kind of thing. You're like, oh, what? What's Purposely trying to be the yeah. that would be great because I know Telltale also had like a Game of Thrones game, and oh. it was just impossible a- to feel like you were ever doing anything right. Oh, everything was failure, but you were trying to be good. I would like a version of that yeah. where you're trying to like subjugate people. Yeah, like just really manipulate them. Yes, you know that'd be a lot of fun. I say that actually. Here's just a generic question, or uh, 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 a more general question for you. Okay. In games that give you the opportunity to be the bad guy mm-hmm. with choices you make and all that, I always think I'm going to want to do it. No. I just can't get myself I, to do I it. I can't do it. The same way that the creative character always has to kind of look like a version of me yes. is the same way that I can't, especially with the first playthrough. It's always this idea where I'm like, well, this I well the first time, right? I gotta be the good guy, right? You know, and then I never go back and play the seventy hour game, yes, where I can be the bad guy, right? But I always play as a good guy. I same with me, and I think it would be a lot of fun to play as the bad guy. But I I just worry that you you unhinge yourself from any rules, and then mm-hmm. it's like, where is the fun from straying a little bit? You just it's like a Tim Burton movie, yeah. It's like it's so off the wall that there's no grounding in reality, so it's not impressive to me. It's just a bunch of weird ass shit going Ooh, on. That's an interesting take. Yeah, I I no, I just don't his. His more recent stuff, I'd say. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah, <laughs> Edward Scissors can get fucked. You're like, whoa, Mikey, no, no, Mikey, no, Mikey. That's a great. Yeah, movie. Ed Wood is like, no, no. Um, <laughs> the is that I'd say is that usually I don't find that the rewards for being a villain or being evil in yeah. these games are good. In, in in many ways, they're just negative reactions. Like you have more attention on you, or mm-hmm. if there's a cop structure or whatever, they're always coming after right, you. Right. Whereas like the good one, like get rewards and people give you stuff and things like that. You know what? It's funny because I think that argument is actually used on the other side with a lot of games where the reward of being a villain is the fact that you get a much more fun way to play the game and being a good person. It's not giving you a tangible reward. It's just the, Hey, here's the good reaction to an NPC being happy that you helped them out instead of stealing their money after you got it from them. That's true. I, I, it, it does feel like game developers are still trying to find that balance. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know how close we are yet. Yeah. Okay. Fair um, enough. Some other Disney games that I'll right. bring up. DuckTales is oh. one that's been requested. We do on this podcast yes. a lot. We will do that one eventually. One, one, <laughs> one I want to draw attention to, not based on a movie, but it's uh, Epic Mickey. 2010 game on the Wii, I believe, uh, about Mickey is like a painter kind of thing. Oh, Mixed reviews, but really took a big swing in terms cool. of trying to be artistic and, and innovative and different. And again, a licensed property that wasn't quite uh, uh, based directly on a movie, but just Mickey Mouse in general. Wow. We should get more of that sort of thing, I think. Absolutely. Have you heard of this story about the, the trademark for Mickey Mouse? No. It's a really fascinating thing. So after, uh, I'm going to screw up every almost every aspect of the story, so just okay. forgive me, but it's more the idea. Uh, is that after a certain amount of time uh, uh, of a co- uh, of a character being a public figure, uh-huh. they get passed into the uh, public domain. Public domain. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mickey Mouse has now been up for that for a couple of years, and Disney spends so much money trying to fight it so that they can st- keep private. But the problem is, is that they don't make Mickey Mouse movies, really. Right. And so they're kind of saying, like, well, you got to use it yes. or you lose it. Yes. Uh, you know, like, like 
Yeah, like a lot of things. Um, like what? I'm not gonna. I'm not that body of a human. I just guy. don't understand the reference. Like I needed one example. If you Andrew. don't use it, uh huh, you lose it. When what is it in this context? Mickey Mouse. Oh, so this isn't a metaphor. You're just you're really no. Uh, so did you just wink? No, I d- didn't. No, I don't. Don't oh, think so. You ju- I just saw that. I didn't wink. You have something in your eye? Uh, no. Oh, that was the other eye. Uh, yeah, see, it must be that one. That, that, that one has something in it. For me, to, uh, if you want to see me winking into the camera, go over to YouTube. Okay. Um, so they're they're fighting to keep it in there, but they're spending millions and millions of dollars because Mickey is not a property where they're making movies uh-huh. on it, but they're making money off of it in other ways, like walking around the parks and stuff like that. Right. So I find it so interesting because how many more of these uh, like main you know, mascots are not being used by, it feels like more and more companies are not using mascots sure. anymore. When's the last time you seen Ronald McDonald anywhere? You know what I mean? That's a uh, good point. So I just wonder how many more of these are going to happen because I think Mickey's such an interesting uh, thing. Like, I bet you there's a Fantasia video game that I would love to play. Oh, 100%. Fantasia, a thing I totally didn't understand as a kid yes. and now look back and go, oh, this is beautiful. I loved it as a kid. Oh, I just did didn't. Yeah, no, 100%. Oh, I really did. Yeah, good for me. I was pretty cultured yeah, as a mature, kid. Mature I don't know what happened baby. to me. Yeah, yeah just, just peeing and loving Fantasia. Just peeing, peeing <laughs> and loving Fantasia. Um, the, the, uh, a couple other games. I, does Kingdom Hearts count? Okay, that was what I was going to bring up afterwards yeah. if you didn't. Have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? I have played Kingdom Hearts. What the hell's going on? It's big swing. Yeah. Happy it happened. Okay. Not the game for me. Right. It is so out there. And Isn't there so a new one coming out? I think so. Yeah. There's always a new one coming out or two or three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been around forever and each of the games are like 400 hours long. Okay. Can I explain to you what I think Kingdom Hearts is? Okay, sure. And then you tell me yes. how close I am. There are humans mm-hmm. that are in a fantasy world type thing, mm-hmm. but they're, they're humans. Yes. And they're engaging with the many different characters of the original canon of Disney. Sure. Like Mickey. Yeah. And Pluto. Pluto. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I was way off. So I like, th- like, it's, 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 it's much more expansive than just the original. Captain Jack Sparrow? Is in one of the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, no, it's, it's bizarre. Oh I mean, my it's, God. it's a really cool, and, and here's the thing, in, in the, in a, in the world of Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect the same company to come out in Square to make a game with better combat and Disney and, and, and. But they do, because there's also Final Fantasy characters in 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 Kingdom Hearts as well. Cool. The combat is great. Mm. In the, I remember that. I didn't like the turn-based strategy of, of Final Fantasy games. It's one of the reasons I never really got into that franchise too much. I'm not a huge JRPG fan, never was. But the the combat in Kingdom Hearts was a lot more immediate and and twitchy combat, like brawly a right. little bit, which I appreciated. But it just kind of I felt... I appreciate you. I just wanted you to know that. Oh, thank you, Andrew. No okay. I needed that today. Do yeah. you know why? Why is that? Went to the dentist this morning. Oh, you did you? I did. Okay. And how's it, how's it, how's it looking in there? It's You got to ask the hygienist. I think it's looking great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she was all about my gums. She's like, your gums are receding. Oh, and I was no. like, that sucks. And she's like, yeah. And she seemed like mad at me. And I felt <laughs> really sad all day. Disappointing. Really disappointing. So I needed to hear that. No, nah, no problem at all. How do, what do you think? Can I see those gums? gums though? <laughs> Ooh, eh. no, yeah. No, not that. Oh God, eh. the gum thing scares me because I think as you get older, everyone's gums are seen. Yes. Whatever. Now, yes. now I can't believe we're talking about this. But is that I heard one time about a friend that got a skin graft because of their gums receding, yes. and that sounds like an absolute nightmare. Well, so, they say they're like, if your gums start to recede, you need to do a skin graft immediately because it can get to a point where you can't 
oh, recover it. Fuck so kind of kind of awful. Okay, back to Kingdom Hearts or something better. <laughs> Jack Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh no! Oh god! Oh no! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, have you heard about this? Ever heard about this? <laughs> the- <laughs> Another one, uh, Gargoyles, was a game I remember yes. that was way too difficult for me at, at the time, but I know is holds a, a good spot, a soft uh. spot in a lot of people's heads. <laughs> a lot of people's heads. Uh, Gargoyles is the TV show. Another one that if I watch now, I think I'd be bewildered by, but I loved yes. it as a kid. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, Disney Infinity is a uh, is is a. I think is is a premise that should have happened years later. Abs- oh yeah, uh, because licensing now seems a lot. It, it feels like people are willing to play in the sandbox with one another a little bit more uh, willingly than they were five years ago, three years ago, even like you know two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. You have these, you know, you have Sora coming into Smash. You yeah. have uh, uh, the mixing of of the different uh, the the multiverse in Marvel, where where we're getting people from the TV show and people yes. from yes. Fox and Sony and all the every everything's kind of mixing in. I think that people are realizing that by lending out your IP, even if you're not immediately making a buck on it, you're bolstering your own IP. And mm-hmm. I think Disney Infinity may have been a a a an example of how to do that properly, and and because the whole concept was great. You get the figures, you put them in the game. Uh, you get to play w- with these different circumstances in the game. You could have J- Jack Sparrow. You could have, you know, my Wasn't favorite this on the Wii? Uh, I think it was on a variety of platforms, actually. I'm not going to lie. When it first came out, I was like, oh, okay, I think I got to get a Wii and uh, spend about $1,500 because I'm so in on this. It's crazy. Yeah, like, right? I thought it was just the coolest idea. And there wasn't there a certain aspect like you had to, if you had the figurine. Yes. It was aware of that and yes. you were able to use You could get it. figurines that you could put into the game yeah. and play like different campaigns or sandboxes. It was available on Xbox 360, Nintendo 3DS, uh, Wii, Wii U, PS3, PS4, okay. Vita, like all over the place. Yeah. Uh, as well as Apple TV, iOS, and Android. Um, But I heard that one of the issues was that you would get, like, Marvel stepping in, like, Faggy being like... like Kevin Feige? Yeah, what did I say? No, nothing. Faggy? Well, I just didn't know who you were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Feige, sorry. Yeah, Kevin Feige, yeah. He'd step in and he'd be like, you can't have Iron Man fucking around with Mickey Mouse. Right. Because we're trying to do a whole different thing over here. Yeah. Uh, also, if Iron Man, I don't know what you do in this game, but if he eviscerates Mickey Mouse <laughs> and brings him back to like a skeleton structure, it's like, oh God, Tony Stark work. did that? So I can see Disney being like covering such a wide swath as it does. I can understand why there would be issues, but what a great concept yeah, for, for a game. It is in, such in a good idea. It's just too bad it didn't, you know, have the legs. It, it didn't have the legs. Uh, and then the other one that I want to bring attention to is Tron 2.0. Because Tron Whoa. Tron is something that always held a, a, a real soft spot in my head. Stop saying <laughs> that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Tron 2.0, it was like a, a Xbox game, maybe Xbox 360, at a time when like no one was asking for a new Tron game. But for those who liked Tron, what a great opportunity to go back and play. This is pre-Tron Legacy. Oh, I was so, going to ask. Yeah, pre-Tron oh. Legacy. So you get to replay like the 1980s super, like that game, that movie has aged in a very bad way in terms of its graphics. But what a great way to bolster that experience and to reimagine it in the modern day as a video game as it should have been. Yeah. That was fantastic. Especially for the movies and stuff that will not get a sequel. Right. You know, I, I, I say this now, like, like it's so much easier 
easier to make a video game than it is a movie. But there's reason why certain movies will never get made. You know, actors are so much older or yeah. people are not available or dead. Uh, and so like video games, you're like, well, we can continue it on. But now video games are also costing like $200 million. Oh, man. So it's kind of like, oh, maybe it's not easier this time. Almost like longer development cycles and more money sometimes yeah. to make these things. It's, yeah. Well, remember we did Ghostbusters and yes. that felt like, well, we're never making another Ghostbusters sequel. So let's get them all together. 100%. And do this. You know 100%. what I mean? They legitimately thought that was the case. Yeah. It's, uh, I think like Dan Aykroyd used his idea for a movie on the game. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, to a lot of people really like that game. Yeah. So, so you know, it was kind of cool to play. It was kind of cool. Yep. Um, anything else in the Disney Pixar front, Andrew, like what, what are, what's your, your favorite Disney Pixar movie? Oh, wow. Now we're talking. I really love the Incredibles. And okay. It came at a time where, uh, you know, video if, games, if you had one word to describe that movie. Amazing. I think you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Sensational. Hmm. That's an incredible way to describe that movie engorging engorging yeah right now so, uh probably uh so it just it also came right before the video of uh, the video game excuse me the superhero craze and so like it really hit at just a good time about and also the it's like the lampooning of the superhero superhero genre they were so prescient with that kind of stuff yes. of like the the person that made the costumes and why capes right. are stupid and things right. like that that's so funny and where now we watch things like the boys and they make fun of it and you're like ah that's good it's like how did they make fun of it before it even happened 100%. that's really cool and brad bird i think is just a really interesting director and stuff so i, I thought that was really really fun but then like how can you get away from some like the Stone Cold classics like Toy Story? Toy Story. Like yeah, I think Toy Story. Honestly, I think Toy Story 3, oh, is, 3. is my favorite. Okay. Not because I liked it most. I Like I Toy Story 1 had such an impact on my life. Oh, yeah. But Toy Story 3 was a movie that was made for me at the age I was mm -hmm. having grown up with Toy Story. Yes. And it felt I felt very appreciated as a viewer yeah i was going through a lot of the same things you yes. know not throwing away my toys but trying to let go of some elements of my childhood absolutely like literally throwing it in a fire it just felt really uh sweet and i bawled my fucking eyes out when i watched so that movie. Hard yeah. That movie. yeah i remember when they're all holding hands and they're gonna go into the incinerator and it went dark and uh, like there's like a pause uh -huh. at the end of it and you could just hear people like gasping for yes. air in between sobbing you know I, I'm, I'm the same way i you know Andy was going to college and I watched that movie in university. Yes. Like, so like, it's like, oh my God, you know, like it really hit us at the right time. And Toy Story, just so revolutionary at the time, but you could also be talking about Finding Nemo. You could talk about yep. Wally. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of people like Up, a lot of people like, uh, what's the movie about the, the senses inside that young girl's brain? Like Anger. Oh, Inside Out. Inside Out. A lot of people point to that one. So like, that was, Inside Out was honestly the first time I was like, I don't know. Everyone loved it. And I was like, it's a lot of people's favorites. I just, I don't know. I'm pretty particular when it comes to representing mental health on screen. Okay. And I was like, I just didn't like the way that they did it. <laughs> Too cute. It was. Yeah, it should be way darker. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just I don't know. It, I know what they were trying to do, but it felt like it softened the edges of it a little bit too much. And maybe it's not for me. Maybe mm. it's for kids who are grappling with their own emotions yeah. and anxieties and things like that. Like um, why you get mad for no reason or why you. you know right, I mean? right, yeah. right. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool, but it just wasn't. It was the first it was the first time I started to kind of see gaps in the armor of Pixar, sure. I think. Uh, but then they came back with Good Dinosaur and I was like, I'm back on board, <laughs> baby. But then you like, it's just they're making more. And so now you start to see the yeah. the spaces in between. Also, like, you know, uh, John Lasseter. Did you just quote Dave Matthews at me? 
I wouldn't even know if I the did. The space is between. <laughs> oh, did I? Then is that my new favorite band? Uh, <laughs> John Lasser's not the head anymore for lots of reasons. Uh, but, you know, it helped when there was a singular, you know, talked about Kevin Feige. Yep. There's a singular figure that's helping direct all the projects and yes. things like that. And once they start expanding past that, that obviously gets a little bit more difficult because you get stuff like last year. You get... Encanto, yes, and it sets the world on fire. But you also get Luca, which I also thought was actually an okay movie, right? But like you know, there is there. We we used to get one every couple years. Yeah. We like I have nothing against the movies, primarily because I don't have an opinion on them because I haven't seen them. There's yeah. so many of them, and I do. You know, as a 33 year old, I I feel like I have to be in a certain headspace to watch a Disney Pixar movie, and I just those are fewer and farther between. Uh, you know, when you're a kid, everything is a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. and and I I I can watch those movies just you know flip a switch and watch it. I want to appreciate it. I want it to be a special occasion, and I feel like they are kind of overstepping in that in hmm. that way a little bit. Okay, no, that's totally fair. They're only going to make more too. Yeah. And it's kind of like how you like about anything, Star Wars or Marvel. Disney Plus has now, you know, created this thing where it's a perpetual motion machine where they got to, you know, create tons of content, right? right? So you're going to see more and more movies getting released just for the service or, you know, for theaters itself too. So, well, and with more movies and more properties, we get more video games based on those well, movies absolutely. and properties. Just like this one, Toy Story 2, Buzz Lightyear to the Rescue, released November 1999, developed by Traveler's Tales and published by Activision. Now, oh. I ask you, Andrew, and you, the listener, Traveler's Tales, they sound familiar, don't they? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. A company known for their licensed video games, especially in the realm of toy-based games. Ah, Interesting, isn't it, that they have, you know, Mickey Mania, so not quite toy-based, but they had Mickey Mania. They had a bunch of Toy Story games before before this one, or at least the first Toy Story game. Finding Nemo, an F1 game, Chronicles of Narnia. Then they started to get into, like, Bionicle, and eventually started making the Lego games. Oh, wow. All the way up to Skywalker Saga, which is a game that uh, you uh, are playing. Have you finished that one yet? No, I haven't finished it yet. Not yet. Still playing, though. Still playing. Uh, uh, Plugging away at it. Uh, uh, But yeah, that's why Traveler's Tales kind of rings in the... You know, you hear the name all the time, but they're pretty specifically focused on huh. the Lego games these days. That would um, make sense for this game then. It Probably, would make sense, right? right? All toy-based. And 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 yeah. It's actually interesting, you know, I'm sure they have the same credits in the movie, but I remember in this game that the opening credit scrawl has licensing given to like Slinky, to oh, yeah, Mr. The, Potato Head, Barbie, to Barbie. Mattel, yeah. Like they had to license the rights to these real toys yeah. from all these companies. Etch a sketch. Here's the crazy thing though. It's like, do you think, because I imagine they would have to have done that. They would have had to have done this. They would have had to pay a, a royalty or a fee to these companies to use their, their toys mm-hmm. for the first movie. Yeah. I wonder if after the success of the first movie and the number of people who bought a Mr. Potato Head, if Disney Pixar didn't turn around and say, you want in our movie? You fucking pay us now. So I, it's funny you say that because in the first movie, Bo Peep is kind of like the female love interest that's right. around and stuff like right. that. And in the second one, Barbie shows up because yes. they asked for Barbie in the first one. They're like, no. Yes. And then you're like, oh God, okay, never mind. You're, right. It's really popular. Right. So I I, I bet you're, you're onto something here. I How, bet you there's like a pay to play kind of thing. I would, I would really like to learn more 
more about that. And hey, if you're out there and you know when there's a YouTube video you can send my way, do it at Retrograde Mikey on Twitter. You're at Retrograde Andy. Absolutely. You can find us at Retrograde Pod. And if you're interested in licensing in any way, you can check out our other podcast. Oh, yeah. The Sign Off, hosted by Mikey over at uh, Sad Sales Productions. Hell yeah. More of a uh, sports focus, sports marketing, sports licensing, that sort of thing. It's uh, it's a lot of fun over there. Licensing is uh, has always been fascinating to me because I've worked in that line of, uh, of work for a long time. That's why some people are like, hey, let me uh, let me play as Buzz Lightyear. And I'm like, let me look at those credits again. <laughs> I don't know if we can. Wait, just one second. Yeah. Is it about the real guy or the toy? <laughs> it's tough. You don't know. Uh, so the gameplay, you got to rescue Woody. Woody's been taken and you're Buzz Lightyear. And the reason why we did Toy Story 2 as opposed to Toy Story 1, A, because I think it's generally a more well-received game than Toy Story 1, but B, it's all about Buzz, mm-hmm. just like Lightyear the movie Yeah. Um, you got lasers, you can go into first person mode, you wow. can do a double jump where your wings extend, cool. but you can't fly, uh, yeah. which is nice because yep. that's kind of in line with what I was wondering, you know, as a kid, I'm like, oh, if I jump off the stairs and I spread my wings, am I going to be able to glide? And if you could, I feel like it would have taken away from the appeal. Yeah. And the character of Buzz, who yeah. can't fly. It's one of the story elements right. of the first movie. You can't fly. Right. It would have felt it would have felt like a betrayal. Mm-hmm. Now, this is kind of a collect-a-thon of a game. You collect pizza tokens, uh, 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 or pizza planet tokens. Pizza Sorry, planet. there's five in each level. Each of the levels are based around various areas in the Toy Story universe, like Andy's house, for example. It's sounding a lot like a Lego game. A lot like a Lego game, yeah. right? Uh, uh, but it's also kind of like a Banjo-Kazooie game. Okay. you got to collect the tokens, and that's how you extend from one uh, from one point to another. Uh, there's also little uh, 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 coins that you have to collect mm. that you give to Ham, who, if oh. you give him 50 coins, he'll give you uh, a token. That is great. See, now that's awesome. It's it's good when you, when you find there's a movie or a game based on a movie, and some things just fit really nicely yeah. together. Because like I was going to joke about the coins and go like oh coins really like okay whatever and then you have to give it to the piggy bank yes oh okay great. That now there's works. a reason for it and everything is uh, most characters are actually voiced by their actual oh. toy story counterparts which for 1999 was a rarity most yeah. actors did not want to voice the video games no uh, but I think in in something like this, you know, unlike last week's episode in Jurassic Park, they weren't licensing out too many games with the Toy Story name. And yeah. I think they wanted to be careful about how they did it and make sure that the product was good enough to warrant people people playing it. Speaking of, I, so the, the voice list in Toy Story is one of the things that makes it so good. Because yes. it's not just A-list celebrities all over the place. You know what I mean? Vern <laughs> Troyer, I think, is one. Excuse me. Vern Troyer, Slinky Dog. Oh, wait, no, wait. Vern Troyer. No, Ver- Troy's Ver- the Ver- no, Ver- Troyer's mini me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vern Earl. Uh, Vern. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, oh, Vern, it's Ernest. The yeah, guy who Ernest, plays Ernest. Yeah. yeah. Um, he plays Slinky Dog, and then like Wallace Shawn plays uh, the Ham. John Ratzenberger. Uh, like there, there, there's so many good people in this. Jim Varney. Jim Varney. Thank you very much. But what I will say is that the only person that probably is not is Tom Hanks, and it's not because what you think. Oh, it's cost so much money, he's so busy and stuff like that. No, his side cottage business is his brother does everything that's not in movies so that he has his own career and makes a ton of money and stuff like that too. So Tom Hanks' brother almost voices Woody exclusively anything, anytime you see him outside the movie. Really? Yes. Uh, rides, uh, video games, TV no spots, way. things like that. Yes. That's and, fascinating. And he's just doing it to like help his brother out. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? I really, I really like that. I love that. I really like that. I like those kind of family affair sorts of things. Nepotism <laughs> is, a, it's just great for our, for our society. <laughs> Probably works great for Tom too. He's like, he looks like a good guy and he's like, great, I have to show up to I, now I don't have Burbank to work. at 8 a.m. And he's still probably taking 10% of his brother's paychecks <laughs> just because. Yeah. His brother comes up and be like, I really need another Toy Story movie, Tom. <laughs> I really need another one. <laughs> um, so uh, there, there's also some collectibles you get as you go. You got uh, disc launchers, grappling hooks, protective barriers, that sort of thing. Mainly the upgrade 
upgrades are things that you have in the movie as well. So it yep. does feel like they're not taking too many creative liberties right. in a way that a game like Jurassic Park did where it ended up feeling unlike anything <laughs> that uh, that happens in the actual movie. Uh, the N64 version, uh, actually, this is kind of interesting. Okay. The same version came out on the PlayStation 1, the N64, and the Dreamcast. Oh. Which version do you think got the best ratings? Well, okay, it makes me think the Dreamcast gets the best one because we found over and over again that it's an underrated system and you keep telling me that. So I'm going to go Dreamcast. I would have thought so as well, especially because yeah. it came out almost a year later. Uh -huh. uh, uh, Dreamcast released nine nine ninety nine. This game came out two months after that, okay. but it was ported to the Dreamcast and didn't come out until about uh -huh. a year later and was notoriously awful. Okay. There, one of the main criticisms of the Dreamcast version is that it was hard to make Buzz walk in a straight line. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so go no. figure. No, the PlayStation 1 version had the best really which you wouldn't that would have seen the bottom yeah. right the n64 version didn't include some of the fmvs which the playstation version did and uh and i think maybe the controls were just a little worse with the camera and, and all that i think it's important also to draw attention to the fact that the toy story brand was always talked about in the realm of video games by saying when are video games gonna look like toy story yeah right that was right. a huge thing nothing's gonna look as good as toy story which is crazy because if you go back and watch Toy Story, it looks noticeably worse than the types of, of 3D graphics we have now. Yeah. In fact, video games look way better than Toy Story now. It's almost 30 years old, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's getting close. Just like me. Hey, and you look just as good as the day you were born. I look just as good as Sid. Covered in slime. <laughs> <laughs> um, blue and covered in slime. Uh, <laughs> no, is it like, I? you know, you said there's not a lot of Pixar video games or there's not a lot of ones comparatively to the Disney ones we're doing that. Yeah. And because it, it feels more like a one-to-one. -one. It right. feels like if you hook a controller up to a Pixar movie, you're like, ah, pretty close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and I, I see where that, there's like, if it can't look as good as the movie, then you have a real problem making that video game. And I don't think it did, but one of the ways that they, they got around it was by uh, including the FMVs, actual okay. clips from the movie, so you get them in the PlayStation. The PlayStation One was good at that, having those like those those closed off video sequences that the N sixty four couldn't handle. Which is why the N sixty four had like pictures of the movie, like slideshows almost. And there were a couple games we've done on this podcast that had a similar thing with the N sixty four. I think maybe Sarge's Heroes was mm. one of them. Oh yeah, where there were videos in the PlayStation version, and then the N sixty four version had like little like like images like slideshows sure. going through um there was a controversy in this game though Andrew. Oh, no. a big controversy a villain in the game that you came across had a mustache uh -oh. a bandolier <laughs> and a gun uh-huh and there were protests about this really yeah a group peacefully protested uh because it was a mexican stereotype oh uh, yeah they protested outside of disney's offices and disney said we understand mm -hmm. in the future we will not include that character or we will change that character's appearance. Uh, and after that, they recalled a bunch of copies of the game. Wow. Uh, they recoded most of, yeah. of, of his appearances, re-released the game, sent everything back. At no, I'm kidding. Of course they didn't. No. <laughs> they said they were going to change the appearance of the character and they did fuck all with it. Um, but this whole experience, just like this whole story got me thinking. Remember when that's what controversy was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was It was like a character in a game, controversy happens, company acknowledges it, and then it goes away. <laughs> controversy is so much... Like, let's talk about cancel culture. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> These woke mobs. But it's like, it's one of those things where it just feels like... 
a, a better time when there was like a single issue there and you're like, we know what's going on. Here's yeah. the issue. There's a protest. There's an acknowledgement. This was wrong. There we go. And we're like, that was wrong. Not people digging in their heels and being like, don't try to cancel the game because he's got a mustache. Yeah, exactly. Like somehow the protest would have happened and then the sales would have gone up because the other side needs to feel like they need to support the game yes. somehow. And if Disney and, if, and no sales would have gone up no matter what, because there's two situations. One, Disney acknowledges the issue oh. and they, they fix everything and mail them back out or, or, or change the game. In which case the people who were upset buy the game so that they can burn it mm -hmm. uh, like mm -hmm. they do with Nike shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and if they didn't do anything, then, uh, then those same people would buy the game in support of them not yes. doing anything. I actually like the Mexican stereotype <laughs> and you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> and it, it does feel a little strange though, that we're dealing with a world of toys mm -hmm. and like, I should have protested the inclusion of Sid Phillips because at one point in my life, I was a shaved-headed teen with a general <laughs> shitty attitude and demeanor that wanted to just cause a ruckus in right. my house. Don't stereotype me. <laughs> Don't stereotype me. I was me. a little asshole. So Sid Phillips was definitely a future school shooter, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah, thousand yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They wouldn't have made that joke like about Sid Phillips wearing the skull shirt and the like the, with this music and the way that he was like taking apart the toys. Also, hello. Yep. Uh, and then like Columbine happens and yes. you're like, oh, okay. Oh, wait. shit. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely uh, on an FBI watch list somewhere. He's he's on the watch list, uh, uh, but I've watched him cry, which was a good feeling. That is a good feeling. Story. That was fantastic. Yeah. Look, um, uh, my shitty demeanor, my shitty Sid <laughs> Phillips demeanor aside, uh, let's, let's get into the reception from the game a little bit sure we're dealing with a licensed property so it's never going to be over the moon no uh but a 75 percent average okay pretty good okay uh egm gave it a 7.87 game informer informer gave it an eight uh ign gave it a seven One and game, game, pro. Pro. game pro no review whoa pixar not dishing out that money apparently I thought it was gonna be review. 11 out of 10 percent <laughs> right now, GamePro weirdly absent from the reviews of this game. Are we sure? Did you check that it's like we did not publish an, uh, a magazine this month because it would have not compared to Pixar's <laughs> Toy Story, the video game? It just would have made it look like trash. Look, if if, if Batman, what was it, Batman Forever? What was it, or Batman Returns? Returns, the video game that we yes. did a few weeks ago with Dario uh, uh, on the podcast in in celebration of the release of the Batman. Yeah. If that game got a five out of five from GamePro, this game would have been. Through the roof. Absolutely. They had a real soft spot in their head for this game. Re <laughs> Readjust the scoring scale entirely. Readjust the scoring scale. Now, here's the thing, Andrew. Uh, you know, typically what we do on the podcast is we take a look back at the games that we used to play when we were kids. We give them a rating out of four bits based on our memory of the game. Then mm -hmm. we play the game, come back and give it a rating out of four bits based on how it holds up in the modern day against like some modern games like Elden Ring, like Fortnite, like uh, Lego Star Wars, a Skywalker yeah. saga. Um did you play this game back in the day? I did not play this game, unfortunately. So I, I did. I okay. had, a, yeah, I did. I, I really liked this game as a kid. I, it felt like a, like a secret that I had because licensed games around the time were typically not very good. So most people stayed away from them. I found this game and it made me feel like I was fucking Buzz Lightyear. Right now, I won't give it my rating yet based on my memory of it. Uh, but uh, because, because I want to do that at the same time as you. But we will take a break. We'll play the game. You're going to come back with your rating based on what you think you would have thought about it had you played it back in '99. I'll be giving it my review based on my thoughts and then we'll give it its modern day review as well does that sound good to you that sounds great mikey that sounds fantastic uh uh so let's let's go over to the other side absolutely um, if you're uh, gonna join us on our patreon patreon.com slash retrograde podcast all the instructions will be there in the break we'll see you during the gameplay otherwise we'll see you in two shakes of a buzz lightyear's tail but the real buzz lightyear not the toy yeah the real buzz lightyear man had a tail 
Just a reminder that you can now find our gameplay segments where we play through a portion of today's game and provide video commentary while doing it over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast. Join the Mushroom Club for $5 US per month for access to all the gameplay, plus two to four bonus episodes per month where we do things like character drafts, top 10 lists, and even take some suggestions from our community. So show some support to the podcast by joining the Mushroom Club at patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast for access to bonus content and all of our gameplay segments. We'll see you guys on the other side. And welcome back to the retrograde. What's up, babe? Oh, God, his character is back from the gameplay. I don't know what you're talking about, character. Okay, if you didn't hear the gameplay over at uh, our Patreon, uh, the Mushroom Club, my goodness, a very, very body bad boy. The bad boy is back. Very body bad boy? (laughs) Your humor was very body. Very body bad boy. (laughs) Oh, body B-A-U-D-Y. Yes. Okay. I didn't like it. B-A-U-D-Y, because I said so. <laughs> B-A-U-D-Y is nuts. Hey, if I said you had a nice body, would you hold it against me? No, get the hell away from me. <laughs> but I made a good joke. Why not? Why not? <laughs> it's such the realest thing you've said in so long. Well, you wouldn't hold it against me? Why not? <laughs> but I'm a hot body. <laughs> um, okay, so we just played uh, Toy Story 2. Uh, Buzz Lightyear, to the rescue. To the rescue. And wow. Um... Fun. Yeah. Fun. Kind of cool. Pretty fun, right? It's an interesting game. It's, you know, yes. Which we've done a couple. We're on a streak right now of a couple like proof to concepts where that we're like, oh, I see why this would have been cool. Sure. And I find myself saying that a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? And this one we're like, okay, it's it's more than that. Yeah. You know, I think it is. I think it did enough to innovate, you know, on a base level, including the original voice cast is yes. big. Oh, it helps. It, I felt like I was in Toy Story. The, the way that Buzz moves, his animations are similar to, to Buzz's animations in the movie. His double jump, like I said, it doesn't allow him to fly, but it gets him a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's got his, uh, his, his lasers that he can charge up and shoot. When you go into the first person mode, you see the reflection of his face in the, in the visor of yeah. his helmet. Like that would have been something to blow your mind. Like we're talking about a time in video games when shadows didn't exist on everyone. I remember no. when shadows first started coming out in gaming, it was like a really impressive thing i'm not even sure shadows are in this game but like there's this really cool flat animation style that lends itself really well to games yeah super bright and super colorful right and 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 that's okay that the environment is not rendered as well like some of the stuff feels like cardboard mm-hmm. and stuff like that but the character itself feels so good in the way they move that it's okay isn't that like a very nintendo-y thing to do sometimes Absolutely. where they're always dealing with hardware that's less powerful than say playstation or or, or xbox but they put so much character into their design Mm -hmm. that it doesn't really matter like breath of the wild is not the most graphically invigorating game but it is a a gorgeous beautiful game Mm -hmm. that doesn't require the horsepower because it oh no horsepower horsepower (laughs) rod like the wind bullseye you're a good podcast Well, Andrew, there's a snake in my boots. <laughs> oh, there we go. You're welcome. Um, it had to happen. On it this had episode, to happen. Yeah. Of game of this game of all games. Yes. Um, funny when we do Red Dead Redemption, it will not show up once for some no, reason. It won't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we do Red Dead Redemption for the thirtieth time. <laughs> um, no, it's it's funny. I was I was thinking about the the animation of the environment because yeah. I, I remember looking, going, oh, "That box looks pretty good," and then looking at the uh, the sofa and going, "That sofa looks more like a box than the box did." Yes. You know what I mean. And that's okay. Like, I'm not trying to beat itself up. And I will say, as much as I do need to just say this off top, too, because I'm about to say a lot of nice things. Okay. Is that... Okay. All right, I'm ready. Is that 
you know, much like we talked about last week with Jurassic Park and Dr. Alan Grant killing all the dinosaurs he yes. created, there is something very odd about like, you know what Buzz Lightyear does in this game? Kick ass. Like, just blow people up and you're like, this feels like a Buzz Lightyear fever dream. Yeah. Like he's always wanted this to be his mission. And so maybe in that way, yeah. it's accurate. Like, don't right. get me wrong, but it just feels very odd for like, uh, the theme of the movie is to be okay with who you are, not who they're telling you to be. And like all this kind of stuff. And then he's like, you know what I did? I destroyed well, like 30 different people today. Maybe that's who he is. Who am I to tell him who he is? You can't, Andrew. Yeah. I could. Why I, is that? I just feel like I... I, I, people think of me as like the puppet master, right? Like I just Pulling know all people strings. better than yeah. Like yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, did you? And guess what you're going to say next? I have to guess I have to what, guess what I'm going to. Wow, that's right? pretty. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. 3D chess over here. Oh shit, he set me up pretty good. I have a lot of uh, egg on my face right now. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, if if you were inside a spacesuit, you could see the egg on your face through yes. the reflection, and you couldn't inside. hear me scream. And yeah. you could, yeah, when you're in a spacesuit, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> Open up the window, you goddamn idiot. Yeah, um, uh, you know, from the from the outset of this game, you're in Andy's bedroom, which I had to immediately announce myself. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be within forty yards of this thing. Is there any children in this room? You're holding like a. <laughs> A piece of paper, you're holding it up. Everyone, nope. Okay, we're good. Yeah, weirdly enough, there's no one in the house. No. no. Uh, but you know what's working? Power tools. Power tools are working. There's saws going everywhere. The cosmic sludge or the whatever the hell. sludge is spilling out in the, into the basement. There's nails that haven't been hammered into a skid for some it's reason. Death trap. It's it's amazing, though, you know, right from the outset, the vocabulary of a collect-a-thon platformer game like this is immediately familiar. Yeah. We... Started off in Andy's room, as I mentioned, and we started climbing, we started jumping, we started shooting, mm -hmm. we started collecting, and it turns out as you go farther on into the house, there are little help bubbles yeah. that are narrated by the dinosaur, yeah. uh, T-Rex, whatever his yeah, name is. Rex. Yeah. Rex, yeah. yeah. Saying like, hey, here are a bunch of ways you can interact with the environment. We already knew that because we're so used to platformer yes, games. I know, it's so funny. But the intention is to get you to leave the room because you don't know what to do learn about a bunch of stuff throughout the house, then come back to the room. A new man. A new man. <laughs> uh, changed. Changed how so? St better. Better. Faster. Stronger. stronger. Yes. And appreciation for Daft Punk lyrics. Yes. <laughs> Announcing yourself before every time you enter the room. <laughs> that would be me as a ghost. Are there any children in here? <laughs> Seriously, I need you to tell me if there's children here. <laughs> Even in the afterlife, weirdly, especially in the afterlife. Oh God! Um, yeah, like I do like the exploration of the house. It did feel like a house, like it I, did. It, in a weird way. Yeah, the space in between rooms, the staircases, the, Dave the Matthews again. Really? Oh my God! I did it again. I gotta start listening to Dave Matthews. <laughs> I come back completely different next week. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. yeah. Shell necklace. Yeah, exactly. I'm drinking his wine. I know he's got a wine company. Uh, of, of course he does. Yes. He also has a dead violinist friend. Oh, yes. Why did I do that? Why? What did I do? Why? Why did I do that? Why did you bring you? If Dave Matthews is listening, like, I heard they brought me up last Oh, my God, my friend. Oh, no. That's terrible. Who's super talented. And, like Dave if... Matthews, wasn't that the one? <laughs> yeah, no, he's super talented. I can't yes. get that. <laughs> like, like, him being talented will defend what, what you just said. No, no, no. I mean, I, like, he's a gr I have nothing against him. Why oh. did I say that is what I mean. <laughs> wasn't Dave Matthews the band that emptied their tour bus... Uh, poop all yes, over, a, over yes. a, a touring boat of elderly yes. people. Yeah, they did it over a bridge and it uh, <laughs> and all their shit landed on a tour of elderly people. <laughs> I don't know why that is so funny. It's And horrible. how they got away with that for free. 
the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should people pay extra for that. Hey, how was uh, America? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I don't know how customary it is in Chicago or wherever I was. <laughs> they seem to really love dumping fecal matter on you. Um, um, not a lot of fecal matter to dump in this game. No, it, it was it was fun. It was it was you know. Paint by numbers is a word we use often yep. on this podcast, and it felt a little bit like that. But guess what we're painting? A Toy Story image, which and is great. I like that. You know what's funny, though? With the, toy, with, the, with the paint by numbers thing, it's usually because there has been something that is... There's me. It's been repeated many times, yes. right? I don't well, know if... Well, like, or like, this is the structure we know. Yes. They're living within that world. Right, right. I don't know if this is so... This might be early enough in 1999 where it's almost setting a pace... Uh, of this style of game, what do you I, think? I don't, I don't know that I, I'd agree with okay. that. because uh, I want to see, I want to see like Banjo Kazooie, for example. I always oh, forget okay. the year that it came out, but Banjo Kazooie, nineteen ninety eight. So a okay. year before, uh, and and I think Banjo Kazooie, even that, like you got uh Mario sixty four yep. as an example. Yep. Like these That's sorts fair. of games existed in this context, mm-hmm. like in in the context of a house in this as toys in this economy, <laughs> yeah. licensed games. Um, I feel like it was doing something different enough mm-hmm. because you know we got the pokemon snap corollary yeah with yeah. the dressings of toy story which you cannot escape in this game because it's it's embedded into the dna of this game right. it becomes more enjoyable and i can't escape that mm-hmm. it's it I, you know i'm bringing my experience of toy story to this i am buzz lightyear I'm, oh hey there's ham I'm gonna talk to ham that's fantastic oh bo peep she's there she needs me to collect her sheep awesome i'm gonna do that and collect all her libtards for her. Oh, no. All her See, sheep. This is dope. And then, no, this is what it's saying. This is what it's saying. It's not saying that much. Why do you think Andy's not there? And why do you think you're collecting pizza tokens? Andy's in oh, the basement no, no, of no, Pizza no, Planet. Oh, Jesus Christ, don't do this. <laughs> Do you Sorry. see how easy it is to make up a conspiracy theory? Wow, just so if you could paint it really, like paint by numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> If you're missing it, it's on you. At this that's point. true. That's true. No, yeah, yeah. this was a uh, this was something Mikey was doing during the gameplay portion. Once again, patreoncom slash podcast. Uh, I, oh, I think I think legitimately one of the uh, more fun experiences as gameplay that we've had in, in a while. That was that was an enjoyable in one. a while. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I, you know, we spent a, a pretty good t- amount of time with it. Cleared out 100%ed the first level. We beat a boss. We collected some coins. We we got all the pizza tokens. We searched for Andy, who was yeah. in a basement at a pizza parlor <laughs> somewhere nearby. Um, um, but like, I did, like enjoyed yeah. it. You know, it was by the end. I don't know how much more I wanted to play, but I will say that every time we entered a new room, I was excited to see what it had to show us. Absolutely. What new characters we'd meet, yeah. you know, what the kind of different tasks. And I did like to get all different five pizza tokens. Yes. Uh, you did need to know a code name, pass a sliding door to a pizza place. <laughs> Is it like every one of them required you to do different things? Right. Collect Bo Peep's thing. Collect uh, coins for the piggy bank. Collect a piece of Mr. Potato Head's here. Like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Is At least it makes it feel different instead of like, you know, like uh, the Riddler trophies in Batman. Sure. Where it's like, oh, it's kind of the same thing. You just have to do it five different ways. Now, here's the thing, though. With every level, you're always going to have Ham. You're always yeah. going to have Rex giving you the information. Yeah. You're always going to yeah, have Bo Peep. So, so it becomes very dependent on how interesting the new yep. levels are. Yep. I think they'd probably be pretty fun. You know, I think this game also benefits from not being too difficult. Right. They had a really... I, I'm very surprised they had this in the game because this, to me, felt like a much newer game mechanic from Souls games. I know that Souls wouldn't be the only ones, but Souls games often do this thing where they make you take a path that is very difficult, mm-hmm. and when you reach the end of the path, there's something you interact with 
that allows you to take a shortcut so you don't have to take that path again. It's like you've done the path, you've proven yourself, kick down this ladder, and now you can skip that portion of it next time you want to make that progress. Yeah. And they have that in this game. Yeah, no, that, that part is really, like, really intelligent. I think you're right. It's just the difference of the games that we played recently and to now is that this was fun. Yeah. Like this wasn't, it was, yeah. You're yeah. not making an excuse of going like, well, I get what, okay, I get what it's going for. No, it's actually genuinely fun right. to play. You're right. The repetition thing, we'll see, you know, we'd see how that would uh, affect us, but Mikey, I think I'm ready to give it a score. I think I'm ready to give it my score as well. I okay. think I was ready before you were actually. Okay. Now well, that I think about okay. it, Congrats. I've been ready for a long time. Andrew, what took you so long to get here? Uh, I, I, sorry, I, I had to climb up the pole. Oh, the pole. Well, there were a lot of poles. There was a lot. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear a lot of poles. climbed his way through uh, through college in this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he slides down them so sexy. So, so sexy. So sexy. Yeah, he's uh, he knows what he's doing. And I know what I'm doing. What's that? I'm fucking jacking it. No, don't say that. What? Oh, my God. I'm sex positive. And I am, too. Got you there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't kink shame. Uh-oh. <laughs> my bad. Um, okay, so let's get to our scores, then. Mm -hmm. Okay, in the retro score, I didn't play this game. So this is what I imagined I would have thought as a little baby boy. Out of four bits. Ah, uh, it's a great game. Like, I, I, I love Toy Story. I love video games. Hello. Ipso facto. Bingo, bango, <laughs> great game for me. It's, it also, in the way that like some other times, you know, I think about last week with Jurassic Park and I was thinking a lot about how like it would have been a great game because I like Jurassic Park and I like video games and then I would have seen through the bad parts. Sure. This, I didn't have to say that. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, would, yeah. This would have yeah. been, been just perfectly fine because I actually would have been engaged with the game and then the the fact that Toy Story is just kind of icing on top. Definitely. So I am going to give this a three out of four. A three out of four. So little baby Andrew playing this game back in 1999, you're giving it a three out of four. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't think you can take much away from that score. I was a very jaded gamer oh, as a kid. Okay. I read I read the magazines. I was an elitist gamer. Yeah. You had to you had to be good enough for okay. me to even think about playing you. Oh my goodness. You don't you weren't good enough? <laughs> yeah. Get You're in the back of the line. Nagging all those video games? Oh, Bo Peep. How Why do you have to go right to Bo Peep? <laughs> Why did you have to go right to Bo Peep? Well, because I was nagging her in the gameplay portion. Oh, okay. There we go. The listener wouldn't know that unless they joined us, patreon.com slash hey, hey, podcast. Hey. $5 US a month? Five dollars. All the gameplay. You lose that in the couch. You can shake a, a, a stick at. Yeah, or shake a Buzz Lightyear's tail that we <laughs> talked about from Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear's tail. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, games had to do a lot to live up to my expectations, but I loved platformers. Mm. And I loved open worlds, relative, you know, levels, yep. open levels where I could go at my own pace, like Banjo-Kazooie, like Mario uh, 64. And I loved Toy Story and I loved miniatures. Right. This ticked all my boxes. I was enamored by this game as a kid, but not only because it was toys, it was miniatures, it was Toy Story, it was this, blah, 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 whatever. The thing that fascinate, fascinated me the most about this okay. is because it subverted my expectations of what a licensed game would be. Sure. Because I was a quote-unquote elitist gamer as a young boy, mm -hmm. um, I expected licensed games to be bad. If you told me it was going to be licensed, I immediately dismissed it. This surprised me so much and gave me an experience I never thought I'd have way sooner than I thought I'd have it with Toy Story and allowed me to explore that world. I really enjoyed playing this game as a kid. Uh, I, I I lapped it up. I'm going to give this one a, a three and a half out of four. A three and a half out of four. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So a six and a half out of eight in our retro scores. Yeah. Okay, let's get to our current scores. Here's a fun one that I haven't said in a while. I'm not sure how much this is going to go down. This is a fun game. It's a fun game. And you know, it's pretty tight. I'd say the biggest glaring issue is, let's say it at the same time, three, two, one, 
Not cameras. enough men. What? Okay, what? What? What the hell is that? Yeah, it's, I want like a. I want. I want. I want. I want Andy to like learn the birds and the bees from his dad. He's there holding. You know. Okay, we talked about this in the gameplay. So, mm-hmm. and this is going to go to a bigger audience now. But like, does Andy have a father figure that is present? Because we talk, we hear the mother all the time. I think he. I'm pretty sure he does actually. Does he? Because yeah, they're leaving for the road it. trip or something. Yeah, and, he, and the dad's kind of like, like, come on, get the, get the fuck, you know. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired all the time. Get in there. Jesus Christ. Everything's fucking, difficult with you, Andy. All with the toys. You got so many fucking you're, toys. You're an adult. You're an adult, Andy. Andy, if I trip over one of those goddamn yeah. robots again, yeah. I swear to God, <laughs> I'm going to throw you down the stairs. Oh, my goodness. The Staircase on HBO. Um, <laughs> is it? Is I'm not sure how much to go down. It's cameras. Cameras yeah. is the big issue. They, that hey, yes, you and won't believe this. PS, what's that? And not enough men. Okay, well, too strong. Is that PS One? You won't believe no, the cameras are the issue. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, which is what we talk about all the time, and that's why we were so shocked when Mikey said that the best reviews came on the PS One. Yes. Because that is like notoriously kind of like the dark ages for us when we do these old games because they just age the worst. Yeah. They look kind of like our games, just worse. Sure. Uh, or at least they, you know, with a flat animation, it's a little bit better. This is an exception. It yeah, looks yeah, yeah. really good. The bright colors are really good. I think the controls are fine. It's not perfect by any means. Like, yeah, shooting things is not like a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. And like the perspective on where you're going to jump and how far you're going to go isn't perfect. But otherwise, it's like a completely playable game yeah, yeah. that you'd have fun playing now. So all those things are holding it back from getting like a really, really good score. But it's a totally playable game. Two and a half out of four. Two and a half out of four. That's yeah. that's that's a solid score. Oh, yeah. and, and here's the thing. When it comes to the retro scores, we always say this. You have to compare it with what else is out there right now that you can play. And I I agree with you that this game lacked a certain amount of polish Mm -hmm. in the camera controls, in... Controls. In the controls in general, engaging your jumps and this and that. But you know what you can't play right now? A simple collectathon in the Toy Story universe. Wow, that's true. And collectathons as they are are all relatively similar. So now it's a matter of figuring out which ones you want to play. Yep. Banjo Kazooie for nostalgia, and it's just a fucking fantastic game. Yeah. Maybe Toy Story because it's Toy Story. Yeah. And because now I can go back and revisit all those moments from from uh, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And there's another part of this, which is if I'm playing a modern collectathon, even objectively speaking, if if there are any issues, I'm much more hard on it than if I'm playing a retro game in the modern day. Okay. I can't escape that. I understand that a PS1 game is going to have some limitations in, in the camera and some lack of polish. Mm. But if there's a modern collectathon and it had the same issues, I would I would condemn it a lot more. Mm. There's a nostalgia baked into this game, both through the license and through the fact that it was of a certain era that I cannot get out of it when I play it. Uh, and you can't find in a modern day game either. And because of that, I don't want to be too harsh on it. I'm going to give it a three out of four. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. there you go. So if we combine all the scores and I'm doing the math right, that's a 12 out of 16? 12 out of 16, baby. Big score. Oh. Big boy on campus here. Oh. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear, the toy. Important, important yes. note. The yes. toy. Big score there, 12 out of 16. Good Gabba for goo. Good, good for, wait, what's going on here? Oh. <laughs> what, what, what Whoa. You, okay, well, uh, me asking doesn't seem to be getting me anywhere. <laughs> 12 out of 16 for Buzz Lightyear. Uh, Toy Story 2, excuse me, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. That's great. That's great. That's awesome. That's a fantastic score, retro score, current score. We'll see uh, in terms of the realm of awards yeah. whether whether it Very gets curious. anything because it's not... 
you know, it didn't blow the barn doors off of anything. Right. Uh, you know, but it was yeah. it was very good regardless. Absolutely. Uh, let's make our way over to the red let's carpet. I it. see Todd Snap there waiting with, yeah. with his camera. Let's uh, let's walk over there and, uh, and see what he has to say. You've been waiting for it all year. The most glamorous award ceremony of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Grady's. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Smize. Are you smizing, Andrew? Is this is this how you smize? I don't know. You look like you're constipated. I am. Okay. <laughs> well, well, then yeah, it works. <laughs> um, all right, Elliot, coming out here. Oh, guys, a little bun, uh, Buzz Lightyear onesie on. Buzz Lightyear uh, onesie. A little like pajama type thing. Well, the retrograde budget couldn't afford an actual Buzz Lightyear suit, unfortunately. I feel like most of our budget goes to his outfit. Goes to the so. costumes. Yeah, I'm not seeing God. a dollar from this podcast. No, no. I, but yet thousands of dollars seem to go to every outfit. Every outfit. Budget cutbacks? Like, is that what it is? Yeah. He's saying Cut. Buzz Jet. Do we like it? I don't know. I don't know how many more puns I can take. I feel like I'm on my daily limit every time we record. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and we're recording two episodes in a row. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Elliot, where are you going to find the... Oh, it's in the little butt flap. It's in the butt. It's yeah. in the butt flap. In the butt. Okay. Uh, Andrew, that's fucking gross. <laughs> What's behind you there? Hey, Elliot, that's fucking hilarious. I didn't see anything. Hmm? I didn't see anything. Oh, I saw there was a toy came to life. Okay. No, no big deal. What the? Yeah, it's not a big deal. Okay. Uh, Elliot, why don't you let us know the awards that this game won? Oh. Uh, oh, crickets. Crickets. Hey, Andrew, who am I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. Okay, yeah, please. Hey, Andrew. Yep. Who am I? Yep. Oh. I've got, oh, no. I've got an umbrella. Uh, you got it. Uh, you're an Australian prison. <laughs> I'm an umbrella. It, I've got, and I'm in a suit. Yeah, you're in a suit. And you you're got an umbrella. not a real boy. I'm not a real boy. Yeah. Uh, you're an asshole Australian. <laughs> so Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting to Sean. <laughs> got him. Designer of all our new assets. No, I'm Jiminy Cricket. And oh, it's Jiminy Crickets. I was a cricket. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and the reason I was Australian is because they love cricket over there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, where does the Australian come in? Okay. Well, nice. Jiminy Cricket, uh, perfectly, uh, you know, on topic today for a Disney game. Yeah. Uh, getting crickets as the award. Yes. Um, uh, crickets is the award, but that means we're being handed our envelopes. We've oh, got some yes, custom yes. awards okay. tailored nicely to this game. Hopefully they coincide. Yeah. We say it's tailored nicely. We don't really know, uh, actually, if, if it will or will not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I've got my envelope. I'll, I got I'll... my envelope, too. Do you want to go? Sure, I'll go. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's do this. All right. Yeah. Slip, slip. Yeah. Doing this. Okay. Wow. It's the uh, Ham It Up Award. Okay. Because this game is all pomp and circumstance, but you know what? It works. It is pomp and circumstance. Absolutely. Okay. So I'll read my award. Oh, nice toss. It's coming back around. It's a boomerang. Oh, my oh, God. Australia. They're, they're mad. Okay. So I'm going to open it up. To infinity and beyond. Well, that's just what his expression is. Okay, oh. Let me read what it is. It's because it was way beyond its time. Oh, oh, wow. That's nice. I like that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it also went above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Also that too. Yes. Oh, was that another award that you had or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was reading on the back of yours. <laughs> oh, so I, on the I, back. I don't have mine anymore. I threw it you away. Threw it, yeah. It attacked me on its way back. <laughs> it was nagging me. And I fucking love that I envelope. I, where'd that go? I got to find that again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, we played Toy Story 2, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. If you've seen Lightyear about the real man. The real man behind the toy. The real man. We want to hear from you. Because mm, I don't know. Are you going to see him? 
I, I think here's here's my prediction. Yeah. We're making fun of the movie. I bet you it is going to be <laughs> so good. I know we're gonna look like fools when this comes out. It just I can't imagine even more so letting anything. like like Pixar letting their darling get fucked with like this. Yeah, you know, it's true. Toy Story is like the big shining star. Yes. And so like, yeah, I agree with you. And I will say like every trailer I've seen and like the David Boy Star Man, you're like, okay, uh, is that uh, the cat is very funny. The cat? The robot cat. Uh, here's the thing though. I, and you know this about me. What's I that? don't, I'm not a big fan of the sidekick with the comments. Yes. Like, hey, look at me. I don't like that. I didn't I like some Aquafina in, uh, in, uh, in Shang-Chi. I, I, it just BB eight, BB eight, BB eight's okay. Cause BB eight doesn't talk, <laughs> Oh, okay. but no, I don't, I don't need a cat that's constantly being referred to. I didn't like the cat in what was it? Guardians two. What was, what was the cat? There was a Marvel movie or no, oh, Miss Mar uh, uh, Captain, uh, Captain, Captain Mar Marvel, Captain Marvel. Yeah. 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 That was an alien. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I agree with you. I, the reading of the lines being flat is very funny. Uh -huh. Like I'm a robot. I'm a cat. Watch yes. out, like, you're, yeah. like that's, I thought that was kind of funny. done and up already? A hundred percent. That's yeah. the part where I'm like, either that's going to be very, they showed me all the funny parts. Yes. Or uh, I'm going to love this thing and I'll yeah. buy one for you. I don't know. We'll see. So let us know. At Richard Mikey, at Richard Andy, we can't hear, we can't wait to hear from you because we love every single one of you. And we can't wait to talk to you soon. My name's Andrew Bascom. And with me as always is truly the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. <laughs> Mikey Aaronward. This is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. Want more retrograde in your life? You can visit our website for show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at RetrogradeMikey, at RetrogradeAndy, and the podcast at RetrogradePod. Or Instagram at TheRetrogradePodcast. For bonus episodes, check us out at patreon.com slash theretrogradepodcast. Send your questions and business inquiries to theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. See you next week, D-Pads. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Suck it, bitch. <laughs> oh no, it's back! His catchphrase!